Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, welcome back everybody to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. Season 2, Episode 2. We head down to Arlington, Massachusetts to Mass BJJ to visit our friend Christy Sullivan. Christy just moved to the East Coast from San Francisco. She got her black belt from Half Gracie. She was the first female to get a black belt from Half Gracie. She started the women's program there. Um, my wife, Amanda, helps me out on this. These two are two small, super tough, and technical people to roll with. Um, I think everybody will get out a, a lot out of this one. My daughter even joins in on this for a little bit. As always, you can always contact us with questions, comments, concerns about the whereabouts of the Riddler or Jay, love or hate mail. We're at greatnortheastbjj.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, all the places that matter. So without further ado, Christy Sullivan. Enjoy, guys. So welcome everybody to the latest episode of the Great Northeast BJJ podcast. We are down in Mass BJJ in Arlington. Um, I have an awesome guest today. First black belt ever from given by Half Gracie, Christy Sullivan. Yeah, yeah from San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco. Yeah. Um, the rest of the clowns that I do this with, I don't know where they are. They're losers. Did you choke them out? <laughs> I choked them. I choked them out. I, I, we fired them, actually. They got fired. Um, thank you, as always, to our sponsors, Tortuga Soap Company, the greatest soap company in the world. Amanda, you want to tell us about Tortuga Soap Company? Amanda, tell us about Tortuga Soap Company so much better than what I do. <laughs> well, I can make it myself in small batches. Um, I make it in my little kitchen in Dover, New Hampshire. And I sell it on Etsy.com and TortugaSoap.com if you're interested. Yeah. Um, you could smell it all over the mats today. You were the freshest smelling people here. Nice. Aside from awesome. Sherwood, who smells like bleach. Yeah. So I think that was a nice addition. I don't want to yeah. smell like bleach. Man. No. I hate the smell yeah. of bleach. No. You could definitely smell when, when you were smelling with you guys, oh, the train with you guys, fresh cool. smelling. That's awesome. Thank you. It's the best testimony anybody's yeah. ever said about us. Yeah, you don't wanna you don't wanna stink. No. Don't be one of those stinky people on the mats. I smell much better uh, now after I took a shower, after yeah. training. Yeah. Um, also brought to you by Port City BJJ, portcitybjj.com, the home base of uh, the Tortuga Soap Company. And Mass BJJ is where we are today, Mass BJJ Arlington. Um, and we got Andrea here. No, I said that. <laughs> Andrea's on the podcast Q&A, now. Q&A. Yeah. Um, so, how did you start jujitsu? Like, wh- when did when did you start jujitsu? Uh, I started jujitsu in college. Um, now I have to say how many years ago that was. <laughs> <laughs> you just say what year? Yeah. Um, but I started when I was nineteen, and I. Uh, was brought into the academy and I learned uh, back then I think 
it was just not as, you know, I'm sure there's people who have way more old school stories than me, but even back then, it wasn't as well known as it is now. I think back then we, we still had UFC fights every few months and, you know, it just wasn't a big deal, even MMA, let alone jujitsu. And I remember being brought into the academy and I learned um, an arm bar and how to do UPA. And I remember learning how to bridge and look and get someone off of me from UPA and I, I, this is the coolest thing ever. And I was one of those people that was hooked right away. And I didn't grow up doing sports really. I was raised by my dad, um, you know, uh, we didn't really have a lot. I didn't get to do traditional sports. And when I was brought into jujitsu, I'm like, I always had a competitive nature in me, but I didn't have an outlet for it really, other than work and school. So uh, this is perfect. I was just immediately obsessed with it. And ever since, I've been training full time ever since. So was that Half Gracie's? Uh, so I started with uh, a black belt from Half Gracie. And then I about five years ago started training full time with Half and Kurt. So I've been in that family the whole time, but um, under Curtin Health the last five years. Really cool. Yeah. What uh, when you started? Was there a lot of women? No. Um, I had a main female training partner. She's really tough. She was 15. I was 19, wow. and she was really good. Um, and she was like maybe like sort of like I think she was got her blue belt right when I started, or she was about to get her blue belt. So she was a size bigger. Um, <clears throat> than me, but a little bit better. Um, and then so we came up sort of like, I was trying to get to be as good as her. And she was, you know, I was giving her a run for her money. So <laughs> we were really the only two girls for a while. And then um, we had some other girls come in and, um, you know, about four years ago um, at House, there was not a lot of women that trained across the association. It's a hard knock school, even regardless of gender. But you know, um, if you've been around the jiu-jitsu scene, you know how Kurt and how far. Um, it's not exactly uh, one size fits all academy <laughs> like it is at some places. You have places now that you could kind of be, you know, you can train for fun, you can train to be a competitor. But how Gracie is not a place typically you go primarily for fun. <laughs> you go to um, beat people up and train hard. And I don't say beat people up in like a mean way. It's like you go to train hard. And so I think that. Um, you know, I, I like that it's not for everyone. It's it's for a certain type of training, and I'm very proud of that. So with that said, though, I think that it's evolved. We do have a lot of more, like, techie people that train now and, and people that are indicative of San Francisco culture that what it's sort of evolved to. But a few years ago, uh, we started a women's program, and now across the association we have, like, over 100 women that train. But when I started, it was uh, maybe a few. And so... Um, I, I couldn't be more proud of that. I think it made me have more training partners. Mm -hmm. And now we have an incredible community um, out of our out of our association there. So um, that's the short of it. But growing up in it, I didn't have a lot of female training partners, but now I can't, I think I can't say that I don't because I do. Back home, I have dozens of tough women to train with. And now even here we had, what was it? Nine women today, mm -hmm. a man, between Amanda and a, a bunch of the blue belts that, that Mike has trained here. So. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's, is it it's because is it because you think there's more women because jujitsu is changing or because just like there's women's classes or many reasons or why do you think why do you think like I think it's a combination of things. I really I think it's a combination of things. There, I think role models like 
the Mackenzie Derns, Leticia Haberos, like that, people like that. They, they came up, Leticia Haberos, Hanette Stack, they've all kind of been around for a while, but they were always like the unicorns in jujitsu. But once you started to get like a younger generation of girls, like, like Mackenzie coming in there in, in the mix, I think starting to train at a younger age. And then at the same time as she was rising, they started a women's division in the UFC. So I think the culmination of like MMA having a women's division, they did start having expanded weight and belt divisions in IBJJF tournaments sort of around that same time frame. I think a combination of those um, helped, but also it's just a matter of time. It needed time to mature. Jiu-Jitsu hasn't been in the U.S. very long, right? Yeah. And martial arts have already historically been something that men predominantly do, let alone it being sort of an elite thing within the Gracie family. So I think it just was a natural progression that it would take time for it to not only grow in the United States, but also then to just sort of get a new era of more women training. And I think like there are still gyms out there though that there aren't a lot of women that train. I don't, I think there will always be gyms that don't necessarily welcome that environment. Uh, and I think that's like anything in the world, like whether it's a workplace, you know, there are workplaces that will still be not welcoming to certain types of people or don't foster a certain sort of culture. So I don't think that will ever change, but I think we have more examples of tough women in jujitsu and judo and wrestling and MMA, like all of the martial arts now. And I think to have someone like um, myself and some of the higher level belts at my academy and now here, it, it, it's a good example for other young girls and other women coming up to see, and it actually makes everyone train harder. So me, myself, and then also the girls coming up. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's sort of, a, it turns into a tidal wave in time just to be part of that like nucleus. And, and yeah, that's how, that's how I think. So I think it's really taken off. And, and I think for, for like there to be successful women's programs and more women training, it, you have to have someone that like puts a lot of time into it because it's not going to be big right away. When I started my class four years ago, the, the first picture we took, there were four of us on the mat. Amazing. Now when we got together as an association, there's like 60 of us like wow. holding arms together. And that's like really incredible that we can build that after a few years. Mm -hmm. But you have to put the time in. I think I've seen, I've gone in and visited schools and they're like, oh yeah, we had a women's program here for like six months and there weren't a lot of girls. So we like, no, we stopped doing it. I'm like, that's just not enough time to really like, you have to really believe in it and know that it's going to grow. Um, so I think that <clears throat> if you invest in it and you think and in, in there's actually like a leader who can male or female that is invested in growing it and it's a healthy environment it's gonna grow but if you don't put in the time to foster it it won't you know what I mean yeah. so so yeah that's my take on it did you have like any women like mentors like you know I mean there wasn't any women really at house but do you have any like women jujitsu mentors or yeah, I, I definitely would say I give a lot of credit to, I really respected um, how Leticia Hibero, she used to come to the Bay Area every year for and do seminars. I went at White Belt, Blue Belt, Purple Belt. I didn't, I don't think I went to one at Brown Belt just because my Brown Belt maybe was like a year and a half. Um, but I went to her seminars over the years and she ran a really, she was a great ambassador, I think, for jujitsu. She, she came up in an era where there were like two weight divisions for women. Right. And I like the way she structured her seminars. It was, it was very welcoming, but she set a high expectation standard for the women. So I would say, and she knows this, I tell her every year that I think she's amazing. And, and I think she's done a really good job to show structure for seminars and, and, and 
women's court classes. So I would say she's a big influence. But um, I will also say that, like, you have to, it sounds really silly to quote like this, but like you also have to sort of be the change that you want to see. And what I wanted for myself did not exist. So just if something doesn't exist, like you have to go out and make it, right? So to me, I felt like I wanted an environment where women could train hard together and it was like community oriented and it could exist within a school like Health Gracie and it wouldn't like water it, it would elevate sort of the hard training but um, I, I wanted to create it. So I think part of it was like seeing a little bit of someone like Leticia be autonomous and she has her own school in LA now or San Diego, um, but also just like, I knew what I wanted it to look like myself too and just going and doing that. And, and thankfully Kurt and Half, like they just were like, you know, Kurt runs that whole school and he was like, just go do your thing. Like what, you know, I started out just doing it on Fridays and then started doing it two days a week and they were just super, let me do be autonomous and just sort of run with it and the girls loved it and the girls train really hard in the in the co-ed class and then they come and train really hard together in the women's class so um it worked out it was just really organic and it worked out real nice so so you trained with kurt and like was it weird i mean kurt was like nobody really knew who he was right mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it was like oh yeah. like he's like world famous like was that did that seem i mean maybe that's what it seems like to me and maybe it wasn't really like that maybe but. maybe maybe you didn't know who it was because right. you're all the way out here right in the East no Coast, totally but he's like he's an og right. he's the original gangster yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he really he's been around a while i you know he's he he was the first head instructor for health in yeah. san francisco i think like in the certain circuits you know he was like you know a tough gringo or whatever yeah. um and he started jujitsu older you know but he sort of i think was well known for a while yeah but because he was he wasn't one of those young gun american guys coming up competing yes i see what you mean like he did kind of come out of nowhere but i think where he started to he was ahead of the time even with making like his move of the week yeah. video on yeah. youtube and i think once jujitsu started moving off of like that vhs on the mat sort of thing and people were consuming more youtube and he already had a following and, and he's such an effective teacher i think it just the the acceleration of jujitsu already being organically popular and people naturally going to youtube to sort of look for that content plus he's salacious on top of it oh, and and you know he's what people you know he's just yeah he's very he says what he means and he's like although he's very colorful he's a super nice person and um you know means what he says and he's tough so I think, yeah, he did kind of come out of nowhere and had like a meteoric rise, but I think he had like lots of seeds along the way of like getting a reputation of like the one of the toughest places to train out west and, and people would, you know, go to travel to that school and train hard when they're in the bay there. So um, the, the internet has definitely done him well. And huh. then I think, you know, a couple of things, like they say, like uh, success is partially timing too. So, mm -hmm. you know, even the stuff where he got a lot of recognition with like Anthony Bourdain, like yeah. I think the... You know, it's, you know, I think someone like Anthony Bourdain really likes someone like Kurt Osiander. So I think a combination of of that personality type really, that's how Bourdain is. He's like, no bullshit. Mm -hmm. And his wife started training at Henzo's, which is like the brother of health. And I think like, you know, a combination of Kurt just being no bullshit and then also being within sort of the familial component of where he and his wife train or... Um, back in, in the East Coast. I think maybe it's a combination of uh, of all that. Yeah. But I thought the episode they did together was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, 
and when Anthony came to the academy, he's he was like the most respectful person ever. He didn't say anything. He acted like a fly on the wall really? in class, and he just wanted to learn. So nice. cool. Yeah. So, so cool. yeah. Um, what was it like training with Alf? Um, he's mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like uh, I would definitely say a lot of like my. Well, from Kurt and Hal, but a lot of like, I use a lot of shoulder and face pressure when I train. Um, and I get that from them. I'm very aggressive with my passing and my pressure. And I get that from them for sure. Um, so, and they're both very simple. I mean, Kurt's like now doing, he trains with a lot of the young kids all the time. So he does all the, he's he's a, he's kind of a big dude, but he goes inverted and he'll try all the like Barambolo stuff. Like he's very new age for being old school where half is still pretty like old school, but they're so good at the bread and butter jujitsu, like really good basics and aggressive and pressure. So um, training with them is horrible. They don't go. They don't go easy yeah. on 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 me. I don't think. But, um, <laughs> there's just a lot of tough guys that they that they've built over the years. So it's not. There's no easy training there. Is Alf still around? Like a lot? Like or? Yeah, he's still around a lot. He he uh, he has a lot of gyms in the Bay Area. So he lives out closer to the ones in. Uh, I think he lives near the <clears throat> East Bay Academy, so he's more at those ones. But he's in the city all the time. He goes to the Mountain View one. He goes to the Berkeley one. So he sort of makes his rounds, makes sure he gets, makes a presence and he cool, gets in there. Yeah. What's awesome. class like? At, like at, like Half Gracie, you know? It's like all surprises. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> so like you never know what he's gonna come in and do. Like he'll go, come in one day. He's like, everyone get on the wall now. And I'm like, he'll curse in there. I'm gonna try and not curse, but um, <laughs> like he'll you know tell everyone to get on the wall. Maybe he feels like doing King of the Hill until like everyone just starts like heaving. You know, so he'll do like an hour King of the Hill, something horrific where people are just falling, um, or he'll just do war. He put two people like split the rim up, and then you have to just go attack each other people are getting double arm barred left and right you wow. know like have you ever played that game where you like no. oh it's horrific so like right before pan ams he was like split up and like put that one half of the class on one side of the room the other half and then you have to strategize like who you're going to go attack on the other side of the room so you'll have like two people running up to who they think is the weak person <laughs> trying to like you know double arm bar and knee bar them so some days will be like that other days he'll just run it normal but wow. when he comes in like it gets quiet yeah. <laughs> it gets quiet because people i think it's more because it's it's a surprise and delight less on the delight <laughs> it's intimidating I mean, yeah, he's an yeah. intimidating dude yeah because he's yeah no he means business so yeah. and kurt kurt is too but in, in a different way because he's just he runs the sf school so people are used to seeing him and he runs a pretty structured class kurt does yeah yeah um what uh like, were you around when Half was fighting? No, no. I'm not old school enough for yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, but some of those guys from that era, like Luke Stewart, all those guys are really tough. And, yeah. And they're still, like, they'll crush all the young guns. Like, they, they're, they like, pro, you know, prodigies from that early era. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I watched all his stuff, but I think it was a little wet before my yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have uh, you seen it? Have you watched his, his fights? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've seen, like, you know, and I've seen with the Henzo movie where, like, He's helping Henzo get ready to oh, fight yeah. BJ Penn, uh -huh. and you know. Uh -huh. um, oh, that's controversial. Yeah, right, right. It's a controversy Don't ask here. Me about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. Um, so Luke Stewart is like, 
I mean, he's a black belt there. Does he teach there or does he just no, train? No, Luke, um, Luke ha- has a very successful tattoo right. shop right around the corner from Half Gracie. He's one of the best tattoo artists at his at his craft, um, the styles that he does. And he he trains still. Um, but once he he retired from fighting, he just, you know, trains jujitsu now and, and mostly focuses on his business. But like I said, he'll come in there and remind everyone what yeah. what the old school jujitsu is like and he is like a very very cool game very yeah. fun to watch him mop people so wow. yeah like what's his style his legs are like tree trunks so like it's just he has a like the way he passes he's just like extremely explosive i don't even know how to describe it in words yeah. but yeah he has like this pass that i don't know how to describe it with words but like he he like he comes to the mat almost like his hips are like so low. You, there's no way you could even try to repose guard. Like wow. he has a vicious pass and he's aggressive with the pressure. So he's quick too. He's a big guy, but he moves like, like, like uh, fluid, really, really fluid. And is his tattoo shop the one that Kurt goes to? Uh huh. Oh, yeah. very Seven cool. Sun, Seven right? Sun. Shout out Seven Sun. Yeah. Seven Sun, yeah, definitely. If you're in San Francisco, that's a place to go. Don't mess around with Seriously. anything else. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah, heard like there. rumors about like how long it takes to get in there. It's is a, that? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I don't have any tattoos, um, and but I do. I do re- like what he does on other people. It's really beautiful. The pieces. Yeah. Yeah. You guys get a lot of visitors. A lot. Do you ever have like, like, I mean, you must have like some people come in that are kind of like douchebags. Oh, yeah. I mean, that happens. That happens anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It can happen in like a small town school or there. Yeah. But I would say like mostly everyone's super nice. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not really there to like. Like regular jujitsu people yeah, come. Yeah. Like, like they're just like so respectful. Um, I would say every now and then, like anywhere in life, you'll get a couple randos that are not chill, but. Off the street in yeah. San Francisco. <laughs> I would say it's more of the, the riffraff in the neighborhood that gives us a hard time than the out-of-towners. The out-of-towners are so nice. Like they just want to come in and, and take a picture with Kurt. Yeah. And, then, and then, you know, they train with everyone and, and the warm-ups are already like vicious. So most people are like dying by the time the warm-up's over. And I think all of our guys are super tough, so they're probably surprised. And So it's like, what's the current <clears throat> warm-up? Well, it's not even Kurt. It's like all these sadistic higher belts that just, and, and even just the, I don't want to say higher belts. It's just all the, these sadistic people that have been trained there a while. And they just like to run a horrible warm up for like a half hour. And, oh, man. And I think that it's like every time someone runs it, they just want to like be people to remember that like, oh, when that person does a warm up, I hate it. Like, I think there's like. They want to be the king, yeah. the warm up king. <clears throat> yeah, it's bad. It's, it's, it, I don't know why it's, it's really rough. <laughs> and, the, and there's, I think more than the warm up is there's no easy rounds because everyone there is tough. So, right. yeah. So it's a combination. Yeah, combination. How long are classes? An hour and a half? Yeah, hour and a half. <clears throat> Normal. What, uh, so, like, what do you say to, to women out there that, like, want to train jujitsu like what what's your advice to like you know to try it or stick with it <laughs> to, to stick with it to stick with it you know yeah, like i feel like trying i mean obviously maybe trying it is hard it, yeah. it probably is hard to walk in the first time for sure but to stick with it seems like the yeah the, yeah so I think for trying, I'll, I'll maybe answer both i think trying it is even hard like i i notice it just as a teacher um 
for me, because I, I have a little feistiness in my nature, like it wasn't, and I'm also like very, I don't mind being close to people. So I'm not a prickly pear and I'm already feisty. So like I sometimes forget that like people, and I was raised by my dad, so I'm sort of a tomboy. So like for me, it's not that hard, but I forget that, um, not that hard. I don't want to say it's not that hard, but like there's certain barriers that I didn't feel right away. But sometimes as a teacher, when I see someone come in, I think women are more conditioned that they don't grow up like boys, like boxing in the backyard typically or like shoving each other around like typically when you see like girls fall or like push each other everyone's like but boys like they let boys sort of like play out like that because it's whether you think that's nature or nurture so I think when sometimes you get women come in the academy they're not used to someone being that close to them or like shoving them or like making them be in an uncomfortable situation so that's like a lot of years that they're going to be behind on in some scenarios I don't want to generalize but I think so that is like what I definitely notice sometimes is like they're not conditioned to be in that proximity or sort of get messed with. And then I think to stay with it, I think, you know, what I tell people is like, this is a very real situation that you could potentially be in. So like if you're getting mounted or you're getting grabbed by the wrist or you're getting attacked from behind. So like even like the first like couple of weeks, I try to focus on self-defense stuff because that I think is more tangible than like wearing the baggy pajamas and like teaching them like spider guard, yeah. <laughs> you know? So like, you know, teaching, and I, I'm sure most teachers do this, but I think like teaching them UPA or teaching them how to get out of a wrist break or teaching them like how to get out of like a bear hug from behind, like all that, not a literal bear, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that like is one way to approach it. And I think sticking with it is like for anyone, I think male or female is once you've actually like tried jujitsu for a while, people drop off a lot because they just get discouraged. They don't like the, how demoralizing it is. But mm-hmm. like, I think once you get over those peaks and you stick with it, it's extremely rewarding. But I, I, I would say the same thing to probably males and females at a certain point because the, the attrition rate is, tends to be the same, I think. It's just people either want to believe that they'll surpass it or, or they won't. And so I would say, like, just know it will pass. Like, you have to be relentless and continue to show up. Um, but I think it makes it easier the more you have, like, a female training partner to train with that you can sort of, if you go with a male that's bigger and it's, like, really crappy, and you're being overpowered, but then you can sort of see your technique pay off with someone more your size. It's nice to have like the back and forth. So, I mean, it sounds really generic. I don't really think I have a smoking gun answer other than I think that having more females to train with makes you more accountable and look forward to sort of like that camaraderie and that hard training where you can also have someone like the bigger size people sort of overpowering you and learning how to defend yourself in that way too. But I I think like anything in life, like it really challenges you to whether you're going to stick with it and overcome, overcome training or not is, is really on you, you know? And I think the, the nice thing about jujitsu is like, because it's not completely all strength and might, that it really is more mental fortitude that, that you can prevail if you actually have decided that you don't you don't make it a negotiable. Like you just go to training, you don't make it a negotiable. Mm -hmm. It's going to be crappy one day. Other days you're going to feel like a rock star, like you crushed everyone. So I think also too is like don't teeter too far on the boat. Like don't don't feel like superwoman too much or like you're in the in the dumps because like you're going to, It's it never stops even at black belt. Like you're going to feel like awesome one day and other days you're going to be like, I know nothing. Like that doesn't ever end. And I think where people get discouraged too is I have people have said to me they're in the changing room or after after on the mats they're like 
I feel like I don't know anything or I got crushed today. I'm like, you don't think that like I, that's <laughs> like still doesn't happen to me. That's how I feel right yeah. now. <laughs> I feel like that right now. <clears throat> so I think like if you let go of like that, that idea that you think that that's like ever going to go away, like you mm. have to accept that. And it's like not a negotiable that you show up and it's, n- it's not a surprise that like you have days where you feel like a rock star and days that you're just like, I'm, 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 I know nothing, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, don't you feel that way at work sometimes? Like, oh yeah. You know, it's like, it, like anything or whatever. It's just not any different in jujitsu. Like that'd be way too boring and easy if you just showed up and it was like oh, perfect every time. Black belt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would just say like, you just have to be committed to the journey. Yeah. I definitely yeah. used to feel like that. Like a <clears throat> that lower was a belts. long diatribe. No, that's good though. But I like get lower belts. I, one week I'd be like, I fucking am awesome at this. Like, I am the best. Yeah. And then a week later, I'd be like, I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah. There was no middle, no middle for me, like, for a long time. Now I'm like, whatever, you know? I'm just trying to get better here yeah. and survive. But uh, in the beginning, like, yeah, man, I would, like, think I was the greatest person in the room or the worst. Like, it, and it would go back and forth. Yeah. Do you, what, what do you say to, like, is there anything, like, dudes need to know about training with women? Like... You know, like you would like to say, like, hey, dudes, like, this is how you should be training with women. You know, is there? Oh, that's a good question. That's a hard one. Um, <clears throat> that's a really hard one. I mean, I would just. Mm. I don't know. Maybe we can ask Andrea too or Amanda too, but I feel like respect is just like probably the easiest thing to like, you know, it it doesn't even mean like being too soft or being too hard. It's just sort of like have fun, train hard with them. But like, I think there's a time and a place to like, you know, it sounds so generic, but like go with someone like when you're training hard with the guys, like go balls to the wall, go crazy, like use all of your like might. But I think when you're training and I've been fortunate enough, but when you're training with women, particularly someone that's like 50 pounds lighter than you, or in some cases, a hundred pounds lighter than you just work on your technique. Like it's not that hard to just move, like keep moving, you know, leg drag, pass, like they turn away, take the back. Like you should not be like training with someone a hundred pounds lighter than you and trying to like go full lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I would just say like, be mindful of like how you're training regardless of gender. Like, cause there's small guys out there yeah, too. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> like know, know who you're training with and have different goals based off of who you're training with. So I would say male or female or size, even age, like, you know, I have training partners that are in their 50s. I have training partners that are teenagers. Like, I get different things out of different people you train with. So, I and I think that applies to any to categories beyond just women. But, like, you should have different goals for different people you train with. Mm-hmm. There should always be people in the gym that you go so hard with. You do your best. You try and tap each other out as many times as possible. And then there's people that you have different goals with. You know, yes. you're not going to do that with, like, the 12-year-old in the room or the 50-year-old guy. Or, mm-hmm. or maybe you are. But I'm just saying, like, I don't want to have, like, <laughs> generalism. But, you know, have different goals. So that's my advice is, like, just don't make it always about, like, I have to crush everyone or I have to impose my will or my game. And you have to – you have, you'll you get so much better if you have different goals with different training partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 
What do you think about that, Amanda? Yeah, I totally agree with that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> do you you forgot to tell the your listeners that you have punched me in the nose today? <laughs> 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 that was, so, that was totally yeah. excellent. No, it was you're you're really fun to train with. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that t- was a great role. Yeah. Tough, but, but. I give you the knee to the. I throw yeah. in knees, elbows. Okay. You know. <laughs> Must have been doing something right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, Maybe we should kill that. Can we kill that heater? Is that a possibility? I don't know. It's probably a possibility. I can, I can ask. Um, Pell if we can kill that. Just, sure. I'm probably. Um, yeah, that was awesome training. Like, yeah. you know, I had fun. Yeah, for sure. Fun. But yeah, I was had enough. So you got the knee to the I, face. I have the memento. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's alright. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm a little dude, so like, I what you're saying is it makes sense to me, like, it makes sense for sure, like, because I try to train differently with different people as well. Like, I mean, definitely when I'm training with big, strong dudes, I do less crazy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but when I'm training, you know, I guess it depends on different things, but like, there's definitely people I don't want on top of me, yeah, you know. And I won't give them a lot because I know that if I get underneath them, I'm going to experience misery. Yeah. You know? Uh, but, like, yeah, we had fun. Like, we had back and forth, all kinds of crazy, uh, yeah, crazy stuff. Um, what, uh, so you you moved to Massachusetts, like, yeah. a year ago? So crazy. Oh, my God. Has it already been a year? I don't know. When, when, when um, was it? I moved the last week of April. But I was starting to come out here a year ago. And then I, the, let's see. So I started coming out here first week of February last year. So I came out here for work. I worked for DraftKings and I was working for a fantasy MMA site with two of my uh, jujitsu buddies. One of them I trained with in San Francisco. One of them, he used to train in San Francisco. And the company we were running was acquired by DraftKings. So, um, so now I get to work on fantasy MMA at DraftKings. So just like fantasy football, but for UFC fights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what did you think? Like, you're, you know, from California. Massachusetts is different. So different. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel super lucky that I got to come out here for a job that I like. I just train and I, I have a great job that is in the fight industry. Um, and I, I, I like it. Or it's not fight industry, but I get to focus on fights at my work yeah um and but it's very different here culturally yeah extremely different um i think it's i don't want i don't i i don't want to say what the yeah, difference yeah, is uh, but uh, I, I like how do i say it where it's like not rude well it's, it's like people are more think, uptight on the east yeah, coast people, people are east coast people and people are, are west yeah. coast are laid back more so yeah. for sure I feel people like. are definitely more laid back in in california yeah. than here and i think um there's a lot more i would say alternative lifestyles that are much more open i would say i definitely feel it's more at least on the surface more mono here like more um clicky and a little bit more the same and preppy um i feel like i'm going to say things that people are going to hate but but like it's just a little it's it's not as alternative but san francisco is like the extreme of like alternativeness and like this is new england you know what i mean like when i so when i was like 16 i went to california and uh i showed up in san francisco and this was a long time ago and i'm from new hampshire and like 
I went into some store and there's like a big, huge dude wearing a leather mini skirt. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where am I? You know? But that's just what I'm not, you know, I'm not. Yeah. I wish I could say it changes the same. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean, that's just like, you know, that's and now how it there's is. A whole, now there's a whole street fair for that. Yeah. 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 So, some street fair. Don't um, Google it. Don't Google it. Oh. Uh, it's really bad. It's especially not at work. Don't Google it. Oh. <laughs> I love California, yeah, though. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, um, I really do. But with that said, I will say, like, I really like New England, too, because it's I like the traditional components of it. And I love how into sports people are here. And I think the history of America is more felt here, too. Yeah, big so time. I with the sort of other things I just said, I think there's some really nice fall. Fall in New England yeah, is the yeah. best um, like season anywhere. Yeah. I think like fall in New England, you can't beat it. Beautiful. Uh, it's the best. Yeah. Have you ever tried skiing or snowboarding? Um, so I grew up in Lake Tahoe, which yeah. is three hours, three yeah. and a half, four hours outside of um, the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So I grew up skiing a lot, but yeah. powder skiing. Right, oh, right. And so I was right. hearing that it's like ice skiing. Oh, yeah. it's brutal. And from my jujitsu knees, I'm yeah. on the fence whether I want to risk that. The thing is, if you grew up skiing in New Hampshire, you can ski anywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We grew up in New Hampshire and moved to Colorado, and we're like, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. People yeah. be talking about ice. And I was like, it's not ice unless you can see a mouse frozen in it. You know what I mean? Because it's ice here. It's like yeah, bulletproof it's blue, blue ice. ice. When, it, when it's like that, which is often. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's different. Out like, yeah, Tahoe is, is, gets huge amounts of snow. Huge, yeah. Dumped on. What about jujitsu-wise? Like, jujitsu is huge in California. Yeah. But it's growing in New England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's growing. It's it's. Um, it's huge there. Yeah, it's definitely big there. Out in, especially down south in LA and San Diego, the Bay Area, we have a ton of academies. Um, I would, uh, yeah, it's, it, it is sort of what you would imagine it to be. It's a, a very calm, like on every other block in San Diego. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, it, I think that whole like surf jujitsu lifestyle is a natural fit for like a place. Oh, Brazilian like, people. Yeah, like Hawaiian, oh Brazilian, yeah. California. Seriously. It you know, not that it doesn't fit into other towns, but I, or cultures. I think it just that whole surf sort of mm-hmm. gi over the shoulder, cruising down the beach sort of thing like <laughs> works. Yeah, <laughs> so some awesome. some Havianas. It's hard to wear yeah. Havianas right now in the snow. Yeah. 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 Oh gosh. Do they have a, a lot of fighters train in the house? See, we have a couple right now. So, like Diego and Marcel are in Bellator. We used to have some UFC fighters, um, but I would say there's like mostly a lot of top jujitsu guys right yeah. now. I think back in the day we had some more that were like um, active across the organization. But yeah, we have some guys in MMA right now fighting. Actually, one just Marcel just fought in the UFC, and Marcel Fortuna, and then Diego Herzog in Bellator. Nice. Yeah. So, and we have some really good young kids that are, you know, Pan Am world champions and, you know, high-level jiu-jitsu. Very cool. Did yeah. you ever compete? Oh, and I should say Brooke Mayo, too. She's finding a belt tour next weekend. Nice. She's our, she just got her purple belt. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Did you ever compete? Yeah, a lot. At, really? A lot at blue and purple belts. Yep. And then I start, and then my knees got a little banged up. Um, one meniscus torn and one at brown and then one at black Ooh. um but i'll be competing again this year yeah, yeah. nice yeah but i did compete a lot i loved it um very very different than training oh yeah right. yeah much more mental yeah yeah do you think like 
when you tell when women come in, do you you say like you should compete or you shouldn't compete or if you compete if you want to, you know what I mean? Do you like? No, I would just let them do whatever. Do like not do whatever, but like I'm. I think people will be more inclined to do it if they see someone like me or other people competing. So like I think it's <clears throat> if it doesn't exist, it'd be a lot harder for someone to sort of like take that on themselves as a new student. Um, but I think if there's other people in a gym that are competing all the time, it will naturally want to be a part of that. Uh, it might for some people, they might do it right away. Other people might take a year or two or years before they would want to try that. So I would I probably would never like directly say it to someone like unless like I felt like they were already inclined and they just need like a, a nudge yeah. or something, but not if they were like, you could tell if someone's like so far from mentally or physically wanting to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but I would say like, <clears throat> even like just in our women's program alone, like by having a strong like number of the girl or like a high level or high number of the girls actually doing tournaments, it then encouraged other girls to want to do it. Cause they were like, they wanted to be a part of that. And then, you know, yeah so when it's like the more people are doing it male or female like if it's part of your gym like I think it attracts more people to do that too so definitely yeah mm -hmm. yeah so um you're uh so you're teaching a women's only seminar next week yeah here. I am what's that like I'm excited um I'm, I'm looking forward to it I think we're gonna have a really good turnout um I'm gonna show I'm gonna show like stuff that I think really works well from my open guard and, and attacks. And well, I think we'll have a good turnout. I'm looking forward to I'm it. I'm super yeah. excited. I yeah. really can't wait. Yeah. Yep. Do you think there's, a, is there like a better game for women to play against bigger people? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, I like, I, I think I, w I was telling Amanda this earlier. I really stopped playing off of my back, like around purple belt. I think it's, I don't know what it is. It may be because we, we get put on our back more because we're lighter and mm -hmm. then we figure out how to like do stuff off of our back mm -hmm. at first. But I think it's really Im important to sort of figure out how to like be aggressive on top. And, and like, I think that was a big change for me in my game to stop being like off of my back. Mm -hmm. um, so like when it comes to like a particular style for big guys, I would say, you know, for me, I can't speak. There's probably other people oh, have different um, opinions, but for me, I now just try to be on my back, sweep, and come on top. I don't want to be on my back with a bigger opponent, so I'm like always playing my open guard sweeps to get on top. Yeah, and you know, I think it's hard to give words to it, but I think that works out better for me, and I don't have to get stacked it's less on my pressure, neck. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. stacked on my neck. So <clears throat> even we were just drilling some stuff of like just. For me, even if I go to my back, I just try to use it to come on top now versus, like, hanging out there. It's just, mm. it's it's hard on your body long term unless yep. you're one of those, like, freaks of nature that can do that. So that's Sunday. Mm -hmm. Next Sunday at what time? One to three. Is there, like, a website or something somebody can? <clears throat> Mass BJJ Arlington's Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this will be out. We'll yeah. make sure this is out before then. So yeah, all you ladies sure you out like there. Yeah, their page, too. Yeah. 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 should come and see that and yeah. train. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a good women's, women's showing. Amanda's going to maybe come, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I mean, Amanda's dying here to train with me. She has to train with me and a bunch of brutes. A bunch of gorillas. Yeah, gorilla. Oh, man. I mean, I'm the I'm the, one of the little, you know, there's not a lot of little people where we train. No, and so no, it's like. I've seen some of them. Yeah. There's yeah, some, you, some in the water. And it is. Sure. It's brutal. The few that you've seen, that's what they all look it's like. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So it makes you really tough, you know, for sure. But, uh, yeah, like, she'll be telling me, like, Oh, you know, I'm so little. And I'm like, dude, look at me. Like, I mean, you're little to me. Yeah. But guess what? We're in the same boat here. Like, I am not big. Yeah, right. No, right. But a little, a little more of that, you know, stuff called testosterone. (laughs) I'm old, though. That's all gone. I'm old. It is. It is a helpful biological component. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. You ever think like, I mean, this has been, uh. I've wrestled with a lot of women that like, and this did not happen with you and I today, but like, I've definitely wrestled with some women who come at me like, and they're higher level and they come at me like ultra aggressive, Mm -hmm. like, like aggression, like I've never experienced from a dude and you're like, whoa, holy shit. Penta. Um, Penta. <laughs> yeah, like, woo. Man, I wasn't ready for that Perfect. one. Perfect. Like, they just have a banner. You can't teach heart. They just, like, came to you like that. Yeah. Pent up. Yeah. 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 Some, and going That's back funny. to what we talked about earlier, it's like some people don't have an outlet for that going up, and then they mm. find jujitsu, and they're like, rawr. Yeah. yeah. I am woman. Yeah. Hear me roar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it's funny. Yeah. Um, so what do you think, like, what, like you've seen jujitsu has changed, mm-hmm. right? Not just women, but, like, do you think, like, what do you think? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it, like, think, you know? I think it's all good. Yeah, I think it's all good. More people are training. Um, <clears throat> more people are competing. Um, Flow Grappling had this, like, video they sent around where they produce and it was going around on the internet recently, but it was showing the like rapid growth of women competing in jujitsu. Yeah, I saw that. Um, great. <clears throat> yeah, I like mm-hmm. to see that this, that that sort of stats um, on the women's front. But I think like worldwide jujitsu is growing so fast, so that's good for us. You know, there's gonna be inherently things that you know we don't like, like some of the silly drama that they're doing to hype up some of these like super oh, yeah. fights, and they're a little silly. But um, I mean, there's money. Now, yeah, though, there's right? money now. Um, but no, I think it's all really good. It's funny, even now people, oh, you know, if they know I do jujitsu or they ask like what my hobby is, like people know what that is now. Like yeah. 10, 20 years ago, you'd be lucky if anyone knew what you were talking about. Mm. People still put their hands in the air like karate. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I got that but, yesterday. But like, yeah, I think it's all good. Or the more uh, opportunities to compete. Or the, know, oh, my, my nephew has a black belt and he's yeah. like 14. Thing, yeah, but. he's a second Don, yeah. 11, <laughs> 11 years old. <laughs> I, do, I still haven't found the appropriate. There's nothing. There's nothing to say. I I, I go full mute. I just nod my head. I have definitely (laughs) answered like, "Oh, you should send him down to where I train sometime. (laughs) See, see, like how he does." I'll I'll leave that to you. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like send him down. Send, come on down. Um, What do you think about rule sets? Like, oh, there's so many now. There's like, there's like UBI rules. There's IBJJF stuff. I there's kinda, fight to win has yeah. their own sort of thing which i just saw recently yeah where... those i think some of that can be controversial because if there's no i what i like about ebi rules too is like it forces like the sudden death rounds yeah. versus like matches ending on a decision like mm-hmm. we see at metamorris and fight to win as a I think then you just get a lot of um, opinions on people getting robbed and when you don't have, like, a clear finality, 
right? So I, I kind of like sudden death rounds. It, it sort of sucks to go all the way out to like Pan Ams or Worlds if you lose on like an advantage. Yeah, you know. So I, I think like if we when or a possi- referee decision. Yeah, when possible, I, I like a format where you can fight people multiple times, or you you're forced to like go to a finish or a clear win. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, even, but it's like in other sports, it, drama will always happen. Even on like Super Bowl now, like going into overtime, I think like, yeah, right. you know, just like being, having the luck of like flipping the coin and yeah. like who makes the first drive. Like it, it's hard. Like I think with any sport, they're trying to figure out like if there's a tie or there's not a clear winner, like what do you, what's the best way to like have someone win? So I, I like the sudden death stuff. Yeah. yeah I like the sudden death Me stuff. too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. When you, uh, when you were a kid. What did, what did you want to be when you grew up? That's funny you asked that. I haven't been asked that in so long. Um, when I grew up, I always thought I, I wanted to do something, like, kind of badass. Like, I, I, like I wanted to be in like be the first female president or be work for the CIA. Like, I, want, I always wanted to do something that was, like, very different, but, like, that slightly, like, required you to have, like... Uh, a lot of um, com- like competitiveness and aggression or something. I don't know. So like I, I don't know. I always thought I would do something really different like that. I didn't end up being a CIA agent, but I got to be like on the mat, training a lot, and yeah. being a badass in a different way. So, yeah. so like something like that. I always just thought I'd have a very unique career. Um, but it took different things. At one point, I wanted to be like a race car driver, but like, and then yeah, C, like CIA agent. Like I'm like I could learn languages and travel the world and like imagine myself. Like I don't know why I don't want to do that. But. Did you do a lot of traveling? I did. Yeah. yeah. Not so much now. I just work. Yeah. <laughs> I work and work. train. Yeah. But one day, one day, uh, you know, I I ultimately want to do what like people who get obsessed with it do and have my own place and your own academy. Yeah, mm-hmm. or with a partner. But I I feel like that's what is important to me. I really like it. So yeah, yeah, I Definitely. like having autonomy. I work really hard, so I think um, certain personality types. I think it's important for them to have that be like they can put it into their own work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then other people like really helping other people achieve their dreams. Seriously. I'm the former. Yeah. <laughs> but both, like I feel like having, being able to like put. You want to achieve your dreams. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like if you can do that while also helping people achieve mm-hmm. their dreams, like that's like the best mix. And I, I think that's what I love about training and teaching mm-hmm. is like you're working hard on your own skill set and brand, but you can help other people. You're yeah. teaching over yeah. here? Um, seminar this weekend. Seminar this weekend, every now and then. Yeah. In women's class. Yeah. Is there a women's class? Yeah, Mike. Mike is has a nice crew that trains here, and so um, they're fun to train with. But right now, just training. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> I miss my team back home. Yeah. yeah I bet. Sure. That's the hardest thing about moving is is leaving them. Yeah. I can get on a plane and go see my family all the time. I go every few months, but you can't like take your whole team but i it, it took me a while i visited like six places oh really in, until i chose, chose yeah here. it was hard i'm sure right yeah yeah and i think it, it's you know it's i'm really happy here um but it's hard it's hard when you've been training with the same group of people for so long your yeah. whole yeah your it's, whole... i miss i miss them so yeah, yeah. i'm sure yeah but I, but I feel really at home here, so I'm lucky nice. now. Yeah. 
We feel lucky to have you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So blessed. For real. Thank you so much. It's great. That means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Thank you. I'm stoked. Thank you so much. I know, much. and Amanda is for sure. Seriously. Good. I can't um, even tell you. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so yeah. happy. <laughs> good. I'm, that makes me happy to yeah, hear that. Absolutely. It's one of those things like... Uh, you know, fate or whatever. Yeah. I think she needed you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's the sweetest yeah. thing ever. Um, I'm going to carry that for a while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's true. You yeah. know, like, I think um, we don't have a lot of women uh, jujitsu yeah. fighters a, here. A lot of women role models mm-hmm. in jujitsu. You know, we the women that I think the New Englanders look to we look at Cal- to California mm. or Brazil, you know, there's no one local in our area that we can really look up to, not not any black belts. There's one in the whole state of New Hampshire. Wow. Bernadette? Bernadette. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's awesome like, yep. to have very, you here. Very awesome. Hey, I'm so um, glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah I, I'm really like enjoying getting to know everyone here and I think, However, I can like help grow jujitsu here and have like a space for us all to like train and hard together is mm-hmm. is what I'm focused on. Yeah. Do you ever see any of these women's camps that they've been having? Like people have been putting on. Yeah, I've seen some of them. Um, like the ones like where they go somewhere, like just like the two day camps. Or I don't like, know. I've seen like Groundswell. I think like Annette Stack does one does i think she? yeah i think i've seen some um, i think I, like i think Val- valerie worthington and yeah have done stuff right. yeah and i think Leti- like i've gone to leticia's like day camps or two-day camps yeah yeah we get to do a new, new england one definitely on the radar <laughs> oh <laughs> man, maybe we gotta yeah, have you. i gotta start with a seminar first. yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a little aggressive yeah. as they say out here aggressive Aggr- people use that word a lot wicked aggressive wicked, <laughs> just like wicked piss off. yeah um to start with a camp so if the if the seminar goes well we'll do that yeah awesome yeah. that'd be great uh, i'm the, the out of towner i can't you're not calling the shots. Let, yet. Tread lightly. <laughs> right? I never uh, tread lightly. No, I, I don't. I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I believe, I believe we'll start with don't. the seminar and then yeah. we'll yeah, do camp next. Um, you should come up and train with us too sometime. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like when it's not snowing. Definitely. Um, it's treacherous driving right now. <laughs> it really was no. coming down here. We got a blizzard. Yeah. It's a nor'easter. Yeah. You know what? You're, <laughs> yes, you're, familiar, you're familiar with the term now. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> um. Any questions you want to ask, Amanda? This is your shot right now. This is your chance. Okay. I personally think, and I'm sure that you'll probably agree, but I'll let you answer. But I envision, and I'm asking what your envision is for jujitsu in New England. Like, can we be as speckled as it is when you look at the map in like San Diego or San Francisco or like California as a whole? There's literally, jujitsu is littered completely speckled with different academies can new england be like that too yeah definitely i think it's like a natural progression Mm -hmm. like probably in the next 10 years it will be you know it took a while for it to move from brazil up to you know the the west coast in california and 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 i think now as it's like getting more moving a little more east you Mm -hmm. know from like out of new york and into the New England area, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's a little harder to get to training in the winter, but we're tougher yeah. here, yeah. right? I mean, we yeah. got we train in the snow. Oh my yeah, gosh. The, yeah, the, yeah, definitely train in the snow. But I, I think absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think between like Boston area and, and New England and New Hampshire, you know, all the New England area, like with, alongside New York, 
and maybe even DC continuing to grow. Mm -hmm. For sure. For Southern sure. California people couldn't hack it up here in this I mean, winter it's a training brand. thing. It's a, it's <laughs> a, if they put like worlds out here one day, people would like crumble. They'd oh like, man! They'd be like, I can't wear my flip flops. Like they'd be breaking. Yeah. <laughs> so really, that's it's that's, So you got that's the way you got to do it. Is like, you got to go that path. I was shoveling the other day. I was like, this is Pan Am training right here. Yeah, These so guys real. in California and Arizona, they're not doing this. They they get to yeah. they're missing out. Yeah. This is an opportunity. Yeah. It was the worst training ever. <laughs> My back horrible. was like broken was <laughs> after shoveling. Yeah. It was awful. We got like a foot and a half of snow. Yeah, that was a lot of snow. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. What else you got? Oh, more questions. Yeah, for me? this is, this um, is women's women's. Uh, let me think. I like as, how Mike put Andrea to work. <laughs> I know. Mopping the floor. There, your daughter's over there. That's yeah. so funny. Andrea, you're doing a great job mopping the floor, buddy. Did you put her to work, Mike? Oh, you better believe it. Oh, my God. So great. <laughs> I guess a question, how do we reach women? Like, how do we get women's attention to come in the doors? Like, what do we have to do to make, to be like, look, we're open. We want you to come. Please come train with us. What, how do we reach women? How yeah. do we get them in through the doors? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say a couple things. Um, it sounds silly, but like I really think that like community um, self-defense seminars every like month or two is helpful yeah. because then they can come in and wear something more like yoga attire. Mm -hmm. They can sort of get a little bit like with another female or even just the instructor or mm -hmm. like a couple women that already train in mm -hmm. the same room and learn different like self-defense scenarios. So that I think is a nice like soft touch point to mm -hmm. make a presence known in the community about like what women can do self-defense wise with jujitsu mm -hmm. and then at that time it's a lot easier to talk about oh we have a women's like open mat or class like one day a week xyz and i also think some of it just is like a having that but also just like being having ambassadors within the academy like you and like although it's only you right now at yours like <laughs> i think like is, is 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 having sort of like you there at a self-defense seminar and then having like someone that is invested in sort of knowing that it could take time to build such a program mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like the right answer, but that's really how like I we, yeah, I, 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 that's how we did it at our place. Really, like we did. Some, Kurt and I have done self defense seminars together, um, and then you know the women's class, like I said, started really small, and then after like nine months, it really took Amazing. off. Amazing. Yeah. So Amazing. I mean, after right away, it got bigger and bigger. But I think like it really if you invest in it like little little by little it uh -huh. can have like a huge peak yeah. after a certain amount of time so i would say just part of it is being invested even when it's small yeah and then it gets momentum yeah mm -hmm. that's cool yeah yeah even here like even here in the comp class like the first day it was like four and then they saw each other and then all of a sudden it was like six last mm -hmm. time and then today it was like nine like it's usually like even just the women that are coming to the comp training it gets bigger every time mm -hmm. We're, yeah, we're actually more, like, wolf pack tribe than men are. So I think, like, just even seeing, like, having one or two people to mm -hmm. that. I have my friend Allison. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, like, a strong – you have a strong enough um, – you have strong enough experience and, like, presence that mm -hmm. you could um, – support that and like be an ambassador for that and like leader for that i also think it's just important to have someone that's willing to like take on that leadership yeah 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 and sometimes it doesn't always exist right away mm -hmm. you know so yeah you gotta be molded into that particular yeah. person yeah uh -huh. yeah that's mm -hmm. cool mm -hmm. very cool do they do like self-defense is house pretty self-defense like centered or is there self-defense classes or well, 
I think like we definitely weave it in from like on the feed and the fact that like we're much more old school when it comes to like techniques, yeah. I think. So like inherently it's not, it's more, it will feel more self-defense based because of that maybe, but no, not like typically very like self-defense run, but we do them for like women's event, like for women community wise or, um, and the way it's taught sometimes will be like self-defense angle emphasize so people aren't don't get too like narrow-minded with the gi on and yeah. gripping stuff yeah <clears throat> very cool yeah when you did you train uh like mixture no gi gi whatever you know like mostly mostly gi mostly gi? yeah but in very little no gi at first but then i started you have to be proactive if it's not part of your like what your school does thankfully like ours does it pretty like pretty good amount um back home i mean and here they yeah. do it a couple times a week but i you have to be proactive about it because unless you're training at like a 10th planet situation right. like you're you're probably not going to get it predominantly so you have to like you know and i would say speak up just like a woman's class like make, make it be heard if you think it's like an addition to the academy um but you could also like be proactive and like get a group together to drill no gi or you ask your teacher to add it to the you know schedule or you know you incorporate rounds but yeah it's I think it's really important I wish if I could go back in time spending more time on no gi and more time on takedowns I think like that a lot of that is very vast at academies depending on what sort of teacher and owner of the gym Mm -hmm. you know so I I think um yeah i really hope they just like ban jumping guard eventually because then if they ban jumping guard or or get more if we get more to a place where we're moving around Mm -hmm. moving away from people pulling guard or jumping guard which i'm i mean i'm guilty of it in white and blue belt levels because that's all like again going to the point that i think it's like as women we'd sometimes inherently go there first so i think if we can move to a place where rules wise it deters us from doing things that people sort of already speak down about our martial art on like not enough emphasis on the feet yeah like we'll start to train that more yeah i agree completely with that yeah so Uh i i think part of it is like rule stuff forcing yeah Yeah. because like really when like as much as i find all like the knee bar and ankle 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 locks and all this stuff really impressive like when are you going to like pull x guard to like knee bar on people on the street so it's like i think we have to get to a place where we can we can uh force ourselves to be better at training on the feet and yogi. Yeah. yeah. I've been training a lot on the feet here. Yeah. We've been uh, training a lot. Mm-hmm. Takedowns yeah. as well. Um, the, uh, I'm all shivering now. Yeah. It's cold, oh, right? Sports yeah. Bras all cold. So, uh, so you're going to do a women's only seminar this weekend. Yeah. You want to open up Academy someday. What else <laughs> you want to do? Like, that? <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. It's broadcast across the world. We have like a yeah, I mean, I feel, more followers. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's just what I see myself doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like as I oh, I get totally older. You, you know, that. maybe not like right away, but it's where I want to be. Like yeah. spending my time and energy. You're so. talking to the right people. Yeah. Because we help people make their dreams come true yeah. you're talking make <laughs> all your want. dreams come we true we want to see our friends do good you yeah. know yeah uh, that would be and we need you yeah. we need you yeah. totally need you in our area yeah thank yeah. you yeah. 
Well, thank you for the training today. Yeah, that was course. awesome. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, thanks for coming on and talking with us. Thank yeah. you for having and, me. Uh, yeah, you didn't, thankfully, you didn't ask me anything too controversial. No, <laughs> no well, you know, I mean, I... I <laughs> you're, like, you're like episode two. I'm, yeah, right. We'll do, <laughs> or, or yeah, two. we'll bring you back. We'll bring it next. You're going to have to still get to come up to New Hampshire and train with us, and we'll yeah. go into the studio yeah, someday. Yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We'll... Uh, it's a good time for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. No. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Oh, you smell like <laughs> yummy stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Like you should make all the guests hug you so they can smell towards you. Yeah, it's, it, it'll change your life. It's guaranteed to make your jujitsu better. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. People get distracted by your aromatic. They uh, do. Yeah. And I'm sinking <laughs> the cho- I'm sinking the choke in as they're no smelling me. No one wants me. to armbar me if I smell good, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah they're just like they just went into like a field of flowers. Yeah. And super distracted. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I make sure I wash with the lavender soap. Yeah. Calming. calming. Very calming. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot. Sure. Yeah. See you guys later. Peace. Bye. Yeah. Bye.